love you just the same. <laughs> There's a baby, 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 baby. Mary Jane. don't play no games. Another episode of Hot Boxing with me, Mike Tyson. I'm DJ Hooker. Hey, tonight we have a very special guest. He's on a comedy tour mm. with Cat Williams right now, and he's working with Cat Williams, Mark Curry, Tony Roberts, and Pretty Ricky. And I just would like to say he's a good friend of mine, the brother. This is the quintessential Tommy Davidson. How you doing, brother? The legend, man. How you doing, man? <laughs> sure, get it down, man. Get down, DC. Get down, get down. <laughs> all right, all right. That's all I'm gonna do. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. So beautiful seeing so you, man. Good to seeing see all you, your man. success and stuff. Yeah, thank you, man. Thank you. So how you doing, man? God's blessed me with more mm -hmm. I do than I even deserve. So mm -hmm. I'm very grateful. I have my kids here. They're here mm -hmm. to see you. My wife is somewhere around here. I don't mm -hmm. want nothing else. It's like, evident. Yeah, I don't want anything. It's else. evident, you know. A lot of people from the outside, they probably say, you know, Mike is still out here. Mike is still out here. And I say yes, because God is good. And, you know, we just get a chance to just um, flourish. And it's just, it's, just good. it's just good to see, man. It's just good to see, you know, your growth, our growth, and the fact that we're still out here, mm -hmm. you know? And, and you, just as a person... Um, I got to live in color before because of you. you now hold saying, on, you were saying that, all right? This wow. So story. what happened was this, all right? I went to audition for in Live in Color, and um, I went to the audition. I, I didn't know anything about sketch shows, so they said you need to be a Puerto Rican cab driver, and mm -hmm. I tried to do that, you know. Yeah, it's okay, and I didn't think I did so well because they were like, "Thanks for coming, we'll see you." But they had a stand-up audition for stand-ups, and I was thirtieth out of thirty. Comics, and I'm talking about Martin, John uh, 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 Leguizamo. Everybody wanted that well, show. Corey and all those Joe, guys. everybody in town were for that show. And I was 30th. Jim, Jim Carrey, mm -hmm. all of them. And so, as I'm, I always take on on the the characteristic of a boxer when it comes to when it comes to uh, you do sugar comedy. Then it be, yes, brilliant. We'll get into that too. Yeah, right? Brilliant. You know? So, so I'm outside. <laughs> I don't look at other comics, and I'm pacing back and forth. You know, and every 15 minutes. Uh, uh, my manager would come back and say, you can't do that one because such and such did that joke. And you can't do that because such and such did this joke. So my, my, my set was whittling down. So thank God, the comedy God smiled on me because I did what was left of my act and then I just made up this thing about Robin Givens is Robocop. What? And it was this whole sketch that I did where she... Grab Mike and Mike, you will give me your wallet. You have five seconds to comply. You know, I don't, you know, I'm not gonna do that. You aren't going to do that. You know, and this whole thing, I got a standing ovation and I got the show. <laughs> That's how the connect is. Yeah, yeah. And they were hot, and In Living Color was hot, and they were hot as a couple. And so we did our first sketch, mm. was, was you and Robin. I remember that. That's that what opened awesome it up. Too. Yeah. Listen, um, Imitation is the highest form mm -hmm. of flattery. I was mm -hmm. just very um, grateful. Thank mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. We are, and Sugar Ray. Oh, please do that. No. Oh, he's so brilliant. You know, yeah, Sugar Ray, you know. Oh, I forgot One thing I like about Sugar Ray is he try to make sense of stuff that don't make sense. <laughs> so he talked about an hour and a half, but he ain't never really saying that. Like, for instance, mother's mother had him. Now, he's a puncher and he's a puncher. But if you get punched, you're punched. And once you punch, you're gonna be punchy. <laughs> and I did that impression in front of him one time. I was in I was in Queens, New York. And you forget this nigga knocks people out for a living. Right? <laughs> so he sit next to me and I do this impression of him and he looked at me for a couple seconds like and I was like, oh Yeah, he's really mean. You know what I mean? But it's it's just uh I don't know, I just admire you as a fighter because none of us can do that, you know? Um, and it's 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 uh, the gladiator, the gladiator himself, you know. And it's just it's just it's just uh, a hell of a gig, you know. My boxing coach told me that's the roughest sport because the result is a knockout. You see what I'm saying? But without being a fighter, you can mm -hmm. still be a gladiator. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. gladiator is just spirit. 
Mm-hmm. Had nothing to do with the form mm-hmm. or what form of work you do. Mm-hmm. So, so true. Yo, Mike, when you used to see him and he's like, he weighs like 80 pounds and he's boxing, what was going on Gee, in your thanks, head? Thanks, thanks. I used to thought he was an awesome talent. He's a, a brilliant guy. And, um, and the epiphany is this. He used to kill Marcus Allen, black about those white women. Oh right? my God! And, oh, he wanted. I know oh he wanted God. to get you. Well, you I, know. <laughs> yeah, I know he wanted Marcus, to kick you. Yeah, hey, hey, listen, Marcus. Me and Marcus hung out back in the day. You know, and we like some of the same things, so we was cool. I'm, I'm but, glad he saw you, know you I mean? with a white wife. Now I know. Hey! What he say about that? What, hey! Uh, listen, what does he say about that? I haven't seen him. Oh God! I haven't seen him, but he still got a shag. I don't know if you remember the shag. It's an afro that's about this long, but then it gets bigger. Yeah, yeah. No, no, who has that shag? Marcus Allen. Yeah, it's like a, a reverse mullet. Get out of here. Stop the... Show the picture, please. Show, show Marcus Allen. Get out of here. What? Go to Marcus Allen, uh, uh, circa... Circa... The mullet. Just type in the mullet. He's next to OJ? That's, that's not a, a mullet right That's there. a stabbing ready to happen. <laughs> You're a dirty dog, but it's beautiful. Yeah, that's the mullet. I've seen the mullet. See, and the helmet has pushed it in. The back end. Like Kodak Black. Okay. Kodak Black. But in the back of that is like an all black raccoon. You know, <laughs> in the back of his head. So oh, I'm, I'm just loving, I'm just loving um, <laughs> being around this long. Mm. You know, 37 you have years. grandkids? No, no grandkids. But I made a new one. I hear recently. you. Cool. Yeah, you know. Life that's what I had for, to do yeah, with they, those guys. That's what they say, right? You know, be fruitful, right, guys? Multiply. Can, can you impersonate Mike? Mm-hmm. You know what? I was never good at doing him. You know, I, 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 you know, I try. 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 You know, You Say say whatever's on your mind. Yeah, you know? they, they say whatever's on your mind. I mean, o- over the years of doing stand up, how many Mike Tyson jokes have you like put in mm. your in your in your situation? I actually didn't have a lot. Oh, really? I wasn't really a Mike Tyson basher kind of guy. <laughs> well, you, you don't know, have you to use him for yeah, bashing. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I never really had him in my act. He only saved me one time, mm. and that was the RoboCop joke. Wow. You know, because I always I always took Mike real serious. You know, Mike was Mike was um I'm a serious guy, about about as serious as you can get when it came to what he did. I mean, what what was the rumors like in your world about Mike? Like we heard all the craziness, like the clubs and the partying mm-hmm. and all. How, how I mean, when he would walk in, it'd be like Moses. Everybody'd be spreading, mm-hmm. and then Mike comes in and stops the party. Like, what was the rumors like in your? There wasn't no circle? rumors. He was like everybody scared. Of him. <laughs> the hell, you gonna say when he come to the club? Yeah, this shit, Mike. Everybody was so yeah, horrified of you. You know what I mean? It was I like I came always with love you know? and respect. You know, he had a, he had one thing in mind. He had a one track mind as a fighter. Mm. You know? People told me I was like that back. You know, I was a nice somebody person. going down. Wow. You know, but then 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 there's a person there, and longevity has shown that. You know, longevity has shown that. You know, the whole world judges. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's 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 hard to be the man in the arena. You know, it's all a ring. You know, whether you're an actor or a comedian or, you know, you're in the it's ring. It's a fight. It's a fight. You fight for life. Yeah, you're in the ring. You've been you fighting know? all your life, man. Like, you're on the, I mean, what side are you on? Because, you know, you're with Cat Williams and that's not the the usual, like, you know, mm-hmm. scenario. Mm-hmm. You know, you see, like, Cat, you see Kevin Hart, you see, mm-hmm. you know, Eddie Murphy, everybody's like they clicked up. I asked Cat right. Williams this last time. Mm-hmm. How is it to be on that side? Like, explain this world. I'm kind of like the Bruce Lee of all the damn comics. You know, Bruce Lee took every 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 technique and made him into one. Jeet Kune Do. Yeah, Jeet Kune Do. And so he took boxing, he took judo, he mm-hmm. took all them and abbreviated them into one style. So I kind of fit into everything. You know what I mean? So so I wondered. He was in an interview in 1968. Mm. And a, a guy asked him, how did you become such a great fighter? You know, he said, well, it's not really me. It's the way that I, I worked out. He said, I would work on the moves so long and so hard that, that they became the speed of, an, of, of, a, of a, a reflex. But a reflex is natural. Mm-hmm. So what I became as a fighter is, is uh, uh, I had a natural unnaturalness or an unnatural naturalness. Mm. So with me, I took that 
and added that to comedy. So I'm a little bit of everybody, you know? So if I'm with Cat, I'm with Cat, Mike Epps, you know, you, you name it, Martin, mm. you know, on, on tours, I'm with the Living Color Tour. Yeah. And then I go out as myself. So it's just really my versatility. He can, he's not able to explain to the crowd right mm. now that um, these guys look up to you. When you were mm. doing your thing, they were little boys. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They seen you, like um, Joe Torre and those guys, they seen you succeed mm -hmm. in the in the local neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. And everybody mm -hmm. knew that you had, you know, you was a winner. Mm -hmm. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It was not that. Now, that's what the the, um, the talk was about, too. You were a winner. Ah, man. Thanks, man. You know, when I hit the sidewalk <clears throat> out here in Hollywood, it was just really just me and Martin and Chris Rock. Oh. That hit the sidewalk. We were the new ones. That came, we came out here probably in about 87. Yeah. You know, somewhere around about there. What, what's my man, Robin Harris? My Robin, Robin Harris, Harris, the best. The king. Wow. The king. The king. He was the best ever. Yeah. You know? Oh, sure man. Was. Wasn't he the best? He was the best. Greatest human being. Yeah, and really sweet. Really yeah. sweet man. But was don't fast go, as I don't know what. Yeah, but don't walk to the back. Don't walk to the back. <laughs> don't walk don't, to the back, boy, because he get you. Don't walk to the back, man. Wow, what a brilliant, man. brilliant, brilliant mind. Yeah. Golly. Be beautiful guy. Beautiful guy. And I was blessed to know him. Me, I believe you know, that yeah. as well. I remember Martin called me crying. He said, Robin died. I was like, nah. Mm. Nah, man. So, but, but he gave rise to uh, uh, Bernie Mac. Yep. And Bernie he, Mac. He was out of Chicago. Yep. That whole, it was, it was what was left of the Chitlin circuit, what was left. I met Martin there. Mm-hmm. At, the, at the Comedy Act Theater? Yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a that was quite a spell ago. All the greats started there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was I mean, like the gym. Yes, you, it was. All you the know. greats. You three guys out there, who were the competitive comedians out there? Who were y'all going uh, up against? Everybody. Really, yeah, well, you know, being as young as we were, mm -hmm. we got to the comedy store at the time when um, Adam Sandler. Oh wow! Okay. Didn't have a movie career, or Tom Hanks was a comic. Michael Keaton. Was a comic. Roseanne Barr yeah. didn't have a TV show yet. Wow. Uh, Seinfeld didn't have a TV show yet. So we were in that training camp. Mm. You know, that's how we came up, and we got to see the excellence of all of them, and not borrow from them, but just really just work as hard. Mm. You know, and it's it, it's kind of different now because of social media. You know, so I can I can have the best set for an hour and kill it, and a kid could read the right poem and on on TikTok and get a million hits. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, you know, on right? the toilet. You know what I mean? So, so, but it doesn't, but, the, but it doesn't say anything about live. Okay. You know, doing a live performance is different than anything. You know, and you want to define yourself as a performer, get in front of people. That's what you want to do. You know? Yeah. That's what you, I've had a show. My wife had written a show for mm -hmm. me, Undisputed Truth, and um, mm -hmm. I never understood the power of the theater. On mm -hmm. that stage, mm -hmm. and the people, I've never mm -hmm. experienced. I never want to get off the stage when mm -hmm. you're on the stage. You did a good job in that too. That Thank you cool. very much. That was really cool. I know what the greats experience now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That audience is yeah. Oh, it's like a drug. Is you, is you kidding me? Like and, and, and it could also be like a bullet to your ass. But listen, when you know, you're people, on stage, yeah. right? I see the people tell me what they want mm -hmm. me to say. Mm -hmm. I could feel what they feel almost yeah, like yeah, yeah. It's an instinct, right? You start yeah. to feel it. You start to feel it, man. They're waiting for it. Uh huh. People come to me all the time, you know, you know, I'm funny, man. You know, I'm funny as hell, man. You know, you got, yeah, I said, don't tell me, tell them motherfuckers. Yes, Because yes. as soon as you get up there, everybody looking straight at you. They ain't looking nowhere else. They looking at you. That's crazy, right? Make me laugh, You have to make this guy laugh. Yeah. He doesn't want to laugh. Mm -hmm. He doesn't like you. He doesn't want to, well, mm -hmm. I got to waste time on this guy. Mm -hmm. I had to ignore that guy. Because sometimes I'll be doing a show. <laughs> And one person wouldn't be laughing, and they'd be looking at me the whole time. That's the only guy we think why, about. Why, why are you not laughing? <laughs> Everybody's going crazy about him. Uh -huh. I got the only guy we think about. I got over it. I was like, you're not messing up the masses. Yeah, we're we going to get I it mean, done. We, yeah. we went through that with 50 Cent. You know, there's that one guy that just stands mm -hmm. there, and then you have like a, con like a concert with 30,000 people. Going crazy. You, you see that one dude, though, like. Yeah, Where you like, here? Yeah, Why yeah, are you yeah, here? Yeah. But 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 listen, yeah. that's how it is. That's all our insecurity. Mm -hmm. We got mm -hmm. ten thousand people going nuts. Hundred thousand people <laughs> going we nuts. Gotta, we got impressed. And this one, one guy, hundred thousand people losing. And this one guy. That's <laughs> right. It's your problem. That's right. That's, that's how, that guy keeps our ego in check. Yep, yep. He does. He does. And and it's like it's like with social media, you got to watch out because. You know, people get to make comments. But this is what I found know? out. Mm -hmm. They're enjoying the show. They just not this kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're enjoying the show. 
they they enjoying the show. They didn't come here. They just mm-hmm. they're not emotional like mm-hmm. that. They love the music. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, one person's comment gets oh absolutely. Heard. You know, I had a book out, and um, Amazon was doing had comments. You know, mm. and this one lady said, "I love Tommy Davidson before I read this book." Oh shit! And now I hate him. <laughs> really? And I was like, I was like, damn. Well, why would you put her comment on there? And that's when I realized. <laughs> Social media is kind of like the like the yeah. like the stalls in the bathroom. Oh yeah. Anybody write something and everybody get to read it. I just think this. Mm-hmm. You know, I was I was raised at a mentor, Customado, mm-hmm. and he says, if everybody in the world loves you, you're not living your life. Right? Mm-hmm. That's that's the way, you know. And the way I started out in life, you know, in between black and white. Mm. You know, and just trying to be comfortable in that. It 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 taught me that I just gotta be versatile. And I gotta go for happy. You know, I go for happy. I that's what I do. I'm more than a comedian. I dispense happy. Yeah. You know, like surgeons, they do close, they do open heart surgery. Mm. I do closed heart surgery. <laughs> you ain't gotta cut you ain't get even be cut open. If I'm in the room, I'm gonna raise the room and that's my gift, you know. I think that's a very um mm-hmm. that's a very God gifted talent. It's very difficult to make someone laugh, you know. I, I make them laugh because I have the time and my wife has mm-hmm. the um, the words, you mm-hmm. know. But doing it on the stage by myself, there's no way I'd be able to do that if I didn't have my mm-hmm. wife supporting me. Is there a kangaroo in here with a top hat on? Okay, why? Why? Okay. Are you seeing that? Yeah, you take, you're not taking <laughs> no, mushrooms? I'm, I'm, I'm have you ever took mushrooms before? Huh? <laughs> nah, nah. Oh, Never took mushrooms. Man. But I took acid one time. Ah, oh, that's, that's that lasts that's, for about a week. That's pretty cool as well. Yeah, I never did acid. What, yeah, tell me about like? you know. What, what is that like? I never did acid. Acid. What, what that? That's depend, like uh, depending on the doses. Everything yeah, that's like um, being in small world for two years. Duh. Yeah, like being in small world for two years and you were only on it for two hours. And, yeah, you know, a good dose. It's an experience, experience with God, you know? That one's for the children. You don't man. smoke weed, Tommy, right? It's perfect. Yeah. Nah, man, I started thinking about children around the world. and Tell me you know, more I about that. I like yeah. that. Tell me more about that. I start tripping, you know? <laughs> I can't, weed is, is stronger than... It does make you cry food. sometimes. You do yeah. weed, assume mushrooms. Yeah. But a friend of mine came to me and he was like, you know, I hadn't smoked weed since I was, uh, since Mary Jane was out. What? Like the, the original? Mary Jane, weed. Mary Jane. Weed. right, right. Mary Jane. Yeah, Mary Jane. Jane. I love you just the same. <laughs> There's a baby, 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 baby. All right, Mary, Mary Jane. don't play no games. All right, wait, anyway. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> so, so he, so he said, you know, you go on, on under a lot of stress. Why don't you try to just smoke a joint? Mm. So I'm like, okay, I'll try that. And first of all, it was this big, like a muffler, right? And I took two hits off the thing, and I was like lawnmower man and shit. What? I was like, what the fuck? So I decide, I'm so high, I can't even hardly drive, so I decide I'm going to go. <laughs> the only place I can really go that no one can see me and I can just chill for a couple hours is the movie theater. <laughs> right? So I go to the movie theater. I got this great idea. I'm going to just go in there for a couple hours, and I'll come down. <laughs> I pull up to the movie theater. I go get out my car, and like three buses of kids show up. And they're like, Tommy Davidson, Tommy Davidson. And I'm like, you know, hey, what's happening? You know, how y'all doing? <laughs> y'all all right? Everybody cool? And the teachers were like, look at that son of a bitch. <laughs> anyway, that's my weed story. That's crazy because you and Mike kind of like went to the Acme's and then y'all went to the highest point and then y'all, mm-hmm. y'all got mm-hmm. fucked up up there. Hey, man. Hey. And then when, you know, when, when did happened. that start? Like the, all that drug stuff? Like, because, you know, you, you, we're for, looking outside me, in. Yeah. For me? Yeah. Um, it didn't happen in my neighborhood because my neighborhood was the drug neighborhood. Oh, shit. You know, so with me, I was like, I would be the most likely, uh, unlikely person to do that. But I got in Hollywood and I said, I'm going to have me a, a wine cooler. And I had a wine cooler and that just opened my mind up to do the next thing and to mm. do the next thing. So wow, really? It's, it, it's not something that I did on purpose. Mm. It's just life's journey. I wouldn't have turned out like I am now, if it wasn't for it, mm. you know. And I saw, I saw with the neighborhood I grew up in, I saw just constant tragedies. Yeah, you know, my wow. football coach got stabbed in front of me. You know, got got stabbed to death in front of us by his girlfriend. Mm. 
You know, just stuff that I've seen. If, if, if somebody got killed in my neighborhood, you knew it because, because this woman would be on my couch crying with my mother. That's how often it, it happened, you know? I'm familiar with that word. Yeah, so it's just, it was just a part of my journey, <clears throat> you know? And um, ain't a person in here that ain't been through something personal. Well, if they didn't do yeah, it that, yet, that, that one life test, they will. You know? you know, yeah. You have to go through that to, in order to be a man or mm -hmm. a woman. Mm -hmm. You know, if you survive it, mm -hmm. it's just what it's about. You I mean, know? Do, you, do you consider yourself lucky that you survived it, or or you just yeah. fought your way together? Yeah, no, nah, I, I consider myself fortunate. Okay, you know, because my survival had nothing to do with me. It had to do with the power that's greater. Mm. I was left in the trash. Yeah, to I saw. die. That's crazy. And the woman that found me, um, she found me random. So that had nothing to do with me, you wow. know. Damn. Nothing at all, you know. So I didn't even know I was black until I was five, because she was white from Wyoming wow. and from Colorado. So that's where I grew up. Mm. So I didn't find out I was black till I was like five, because we moved to Washington D.C. Mm. during the riots when King got shot. Wow. Damn. And that's the first time I dealt with it because they beat my brother and sister's ass and my ass every day. Mm. And we're saying, kill the white crackers and kill the white cracker lover. Mm. And I was five, so I went to my mother and I was like, you know, why are they saying I like white crackers? I like graham crackers, because I was five. You know what I mean? And then we moved from there to the suburbs. This is the first time I heard the word nigga because grown men were chasing me home. I was barely getting in the house. Mm. You know, like, kill the nigga, kill that nigga, kill that nigga. They were throwing stuff through our windows. And um, so I went to my mother. I said, who are these niggas we got to stay away from? Oh, shit. You know, these must be some bad people. And that's when she explained to me. That's what people our color call people your color when they don't like them. Mm. You know? Because I always thought that we were like animals. Because I grew up on farms in the Midwest. So I saw a lot of litters. You know, so a cat can be a black cat. It'd have two white kittens a speckled kitten, an orange one, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or a dog could have puppies. It could be a white dog and have three black ones, you know, one speckled one, a gray one. And I thought that's how we were as people, you know? So I thought whatever I was, I was a brown one. We are kind of. You know? I, I know that's the truth, you know? Mm. It's what I had to come to, you know? Well, listen, mm -hmm. um, it's all about who you think. Listen, I... Um, a white family adopted me mm -hmm. when I was 13. Mm -hmm, I know the, yeah. So um, I didn't even look at them as, you know, you know they're white, That's right. but they show that mm -hmm. they're down with you. They show that they're mm -hmm. fight for you, they die for you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I die for them too. Mm -hmm. That's just... That's just mm -hmm. what it. That's just what it is with family. Hey. You know? some, mm -hmm. people, um, some people, we make our own family. Mm -hmm. Love has no color, I find out. No. You know, we wouldn't be different colors if it wasn't for it. Because way no. back in the day. No way. You know, yeah. Like way, way back. I wouldn't when, be when, here. When you, tribe, I wouldn't be here. No, but when one tribe came across another and they said, and the girl said, those guys over there, that color look pretty good. And the guy said, those girls over there look, look pretty good of that color. And yeah. that's how this happened. A whole lot of begatten. You heard that in the, in the, in the, in the, in the Bible. Begatten. But listen, um. Life has just gotten so advanced. And um, you look at the commercials, you see most of the commercials are mixed families now. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. that's where the future is going. Or the advertising knows about it. No, that's just what the future is. They, yeah. they know where the future is going. The mm -hmm. future is going in mixed race families. Naturally, you know. We have, we're taking in so many immigrants. Wow, yeah, you're right. You know, we're taking so many immigrants and that's how mm -hmm. we become such a, what they call a mutt nation. Mm. Yeah, I, think we I think we produce the greatest people on the planet. I don't know. I don't call mm -hmm. myself a man. Mm -hmm. I think um, I've been enriched with all the people in the world. Mm -hmm. Same here. Same here. And all of us, it's just the big lie. You know, I think, mm. the, I, I think the color we need to fear the most is green. Mm. Chasing. Chasing that green. Because because of that, we do the things that we do. You know, so yeah, I could see that. I'm just glad to be here. I came to see you in jail. Remember that? That was no prison. Prison. Well, jail yeah, prison. Prison. Wow. I knew you was locked up, motherfucker. Yes, I was. Yes, I was. Thanks for coming too. Yeah, man. Yes, I was. Me and him. Can you talk about that? Like, wow. why was that? Like, yeah, man. Because I, you know, I know what it's like. Hmm. You know, he was in there by his fucking self. 
you know, trying to figure out what the hell happened. And I just didn't want him to be in there, not thinking nobody loved him. Wow. So I went in there my damn self. And we had yeah. a talk. We had a nice long talk. And I was leaving. Yes. And here I am thinking I'm telling him something. Mm. You know, and I was going through stuff too. And um, he told me right before I was leaving, it's a long hallway. And you come out the bars and all this stuff. So I was walking down the hallway. He said, hey, Tommy. I said, yo. He said, Ikhra. And I said, what? He said, Ikhra. And I was like, well, what does that mean? He said, read. You know? He said, Muhammad couldn't read. Wow. You know? So God told him, you read life. Mm. So as I was leaving, yeah. Mike said, just read life. Mm. And now I got a great H&M, H&M fucking turtleneck on. You're looking good, brother, by the way. You're looking good. You look like those rich white people looked. You know, hey! They're wearing black all the time. Hey, it's, man. There's one black outfit, you know, your pretty sneakers on, tipping around. Yeah, it's my billionaire oh, look. Yeah, yeah it's his beautiful look. glasses you on. You know what it is. Oh, it's beautiful, it's baby. It's a billionaire look. It's you beautiful. Know? Black is sexy, baby. Hey, man. Hey, man. <laughs> so just, um, you know, when I heard, I saw the show. You know, and I said, one day I'm going to do the show. So I got the call. And here I am. I'm happy to have you, man. Mm -hmm. I'm happy to have mm -hmm. you. You know, um, now what are you about to say? Yeah, what's no one's going to say anything. I, mean, I'm just, I was just saying. I'm bugged out over, like, the, the like everybody has an interaction with Mike, man. Like, yeah, one way yeah, or man. Hey. Every hey. last person, like every human being. Yeah, man, he, you know, it's it's just what it is. It's just what it is. I feel like everybody that has a point in anything mm -hmm. with success in life and entertainment, sports, mm -hmm. I mean, movie star, I mean, everybody has a Mike Tyson story. No, listen, yesterday, no, day before mm -hmm. yesterday, I was in the airport, and I was waiting for my flight, and the man came over to me and said, hey, I took a picture of you 10 years ago with my daughter. She's mm -hmm. over there now. Can I take another mm -hmm. picture with you 10 years later? Wow. And I said, whoa, he had the picture of me and her. Mm -hmm. White cat, and then, and then we took a picture ten years later. So I want to ask some boxing questions. Go for it. All right. Who do you think was the best fighter to you, like that you modeled yourself after? I don't know. Sonny Liston, mm -hmm. Jack Dempsey, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. George Foreman, because mm -hmm. those guys can beat you to death. Mm -hmm. Okay. I wanted to be like them. Right. One of the greatest fighters I ever saw was um, Salvador Sanchez. Oh, we mm. talked about him today, yeah. right? Then we talked about Salvador Yeah, yeah, today. that's my man. That's why we I used to model my thing after boy. I always said this. Mm -hmm. If you're a half-ass fighter, you might go the distance. But if you're a great guy, he's going to fucking he, you're humiliate gone. you. You're gone. If he you got a big you. reputation, you came up from another division, you were a great super yeah, fighter, yep. he will fucking you gone. demolish you. His focus was unreal. He will demolish you. Mm. And he he went early. Yeah, he died in the yeah, car. Yeah, he died real early. Champion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you wouldn't. He was getting know. ready. Listen, the guy that was here today, mm -hmm, he was mm -hmm. getting ready to fight his father. Mm -hmm. Imagine that fight, Alexis Arguello and Chisamichi. I think Guello's too big for him. What do you think? Mm -hmm. I think Guello's too big and strong mm -hmm. for him. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, Camacho and um, Edwin Rosario. I was who at that won fight. That fight? Um, Rosario won that fight. Oh shit. He won that fight. He won that fight. Now what? <laughs> now what? He, he won, won that it easily. Fight. Yeah, he won it easily. They just gave it to the more popular guy. You know, he is popular. You know, because mm -hmm. Rosario, I liked him because he can go both ways, both pauses. But, but, but Camacho was, was bad. He was unbelievable. He was. He was bad. He was, but that night, everyone got him. Yeah, we all have a bad night, but right. everyone became champion again mm -hmm. anyway. But mm -hmm. um, And then he's not with us anymore. Right. You Ray know? Robinson. No, um... No, no, I'm just Edwin asking you, Ray Robinson, what do you think about him as a fighter? Ooh. That's what I'm talking about. Woo! Yes, yes, That's it. Mean. Just like the, listen, mm. know, why, know why I respect these guys? These guys mm. that they be kicking people ass, beating mm. people ass, and then when somebody start beating their ass, they can't take it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, these guys can take it. Oh, man, how they many fights did they have? It. He had 201 fights. That's what I'm saying. But he had 500 amateur mm -hmm. fights. That's what I'm saying. As a kid, he That's started at 10 years old, real, 500. Yeah. Can you imagine having 500 fights? So mm -hmm. he turned um, pro late, like 21, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But he had five or 600 amateur fights. Mm -hmm. So he went from... His first fight was a 10-rounder. He just went at the top from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Imagine having all those fights. Yeah, the fight game, boy. Uh, it, it's amazing. Um, you watched 
You watched um, Ray, that whole trilogy. <sighs> Ray, hold on, uh, 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 Duran, Benitez, Holmes. Oh, man. Right? Oh, you man. watched that. How that? How did that influence you as a boxer? They wanted to fight each other. It wasn't like, you know, I've, I got to get the money to fight them or whatever. They wanted to fight. Listen. I met Ali and I wanted to be a fighter, right? But I didn't know if I could really do it, but mm-hmm. I, I, I wanted to do it. That's what the ran and let it one. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's mm-hmm. what I wanted to do. I want to do that for the rest of my life. I said, mm-hmm. wow. Ooh, mm-hmm. what a fight. Yep. Yeah. Look like ballet dancing. <laughs> yep. And it's always the second fight where you really know oh. you really know who they are. They was oh. you know, the adjustments that they make Listen, and everything. Sugar that was Ray a, Leonard, yeah. man, people the under me, he just a... He's just a junkyard dog with a pretty face. He's a beast. He's a mean He's motherfucker. A beast. He, don't let that go. Like, oh, yeah. God. Yeah, yeah, thank yeah, thank yeah, you yeah, very much. Oh, he'll kill if you. If he turns it on, he'll kill you. That first one against Hearns. Oh, he'll kill you. Come on. Have you seen he'll, that video he'll kill you. when he's like, like punching the bag and you can't see his fists? Hey, man, he was a great, great fighter. He says he becomes somebody else, too, like while he's going. Yeah, he's got two. There's two of them. There's two of him. Yes. There's two of all of them. Because mm. once you're in that ring, it's a different thing, you know? He has all the characteristics of a killer, very humble and kind. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. get in the ring, he's just a nasty mm-hmm. motherfucker. Yep. Break it down on you. Yeah. <laughs> Yo. Break it down on you. In your world, like, uh, mm-hmm. as far as comedy goes, like, influence. Who created, influence. Who created this crazy motherfucker right here? Ah! <laughs> I'm going to have to say with comedy, it was, it was prior. Prior? Mm-hmm. It was Pryor. His Pryor was the one because he had the versatility. He can do mm. characters, and he can talk about things without you knowing he's talking about it. Oh wow! So he can talk about racism. He can talk about sexism. He can talk about all those things, but he puts it in such a comedy context. You don't tell. You can't tell what you're getting <laughs> until later. You start thinking about it. Yeah, I know. But listen, I think you know, Eddie's. Afterwards. I think Eddie's the greatest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My, my, my opinion. I think Eddie's the greatest. Eddie okay. Greatest. Okay. He was the greatest. He is, hey, day, he was I wish greatest. he was still doing it because he's one of the best. Eddie got to do a stand up again. I, I think so you too. Know, I would love to see him. He's, he's naturally funny anyway. I know. that All that insecurity, mm-hmm. all these great acts out mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And if you go on stage, the greatest comedians in the world will be right mm-hmm. there in the stand looking yep, at you. Looking at him. they waiting on him. Woo! Yes, he's, they are. He's one of the greatest, man. I look he's up singing. He's I can't leave songs. him out. I can't leave him out. <laughs> I can't leave him out because mm-hmm. when I came out here, it was because of Eddie, because my friend Howard, he's the one that got me into comedy. Because mm. I had a job, I got a new job at a Ramada Inn as, mm-hmm. a, as an assistant chef. Wow. And I called my friend Howard. We grew up in the same project together. And Howard grew up rough. He had 12 brothers and sisters. They were so poor, they ate <laughs> shit. They ate shifts and shit, you know? And a bad building, one of the worst buildings. You know, his mother, man, his father used to beat her so bad, she'd be crawling down the hall, but hallway bleeding. Man. Naked, you know, and he was my best best buddy. And I called him and told him I got a job as a, at the Ramada Inn as a chef. He said, "You about the stupidest motherfucker I ever met in my life." He said, "You can be out in Hollywood, you could be doing movies, you could be just like Eddie Murphy. You wasting your time." And so I was like, "You just mad because you ain't got no fucking job." So he 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 hooked me up with a with a show at the worst strip club in D.C. Hands down. Which one is that? The penthouse. Oh, I think the I've worst. been to that one before. The worst. The, the bodyguards I had to go outside. To the penthouse. Triples. You remember yeah. triples? Oh yeah, I remember triples. Oh, yeah. Triples, triples, triples. The bodyguards had had words on their back that said, "Don't shoot them." The shit was bad. Okay, so I finally went down to this club, and the manager comes out. You know, you know, you know. All right, you got five minutes, man. You know, and I looked at Howard, and I said, Howard. You know, what am I supposed to do? He looked me right in the eyes. He told me, motherfucker, I don't care what you do. Just say something on that mic. And from the first thing I said, everybody laughed. Wow. And I'm sitting here now. That's how it happened. Cold blood. Yeah. Cold yep. blood. That's how it happened. And there's a link to it. Because Howard came to my, came to my house on Christmas morning because my mother loved him. And he had a paper bag. He was opening his present at our house. He had a paper bag with a bow on it. When he opened it, he had a, he had a, uh, three those little plastic army men mm-hmm. and an orange. Back in the day. That's what wow. he got 
for Christmas. So my mother told me. I have those green milk drills. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The- <laughs> yeah, you put them on and they stand in yeah. there. So my mother, I thought she was crazy. They're green, you know. Right? Yeah, they're green and they all in the same pose. You know, no matter what, you know, you're moving around. They got the same pose. Such a poor man's you know toy. I mean? Yeah. So my mother tells me, you know, come here. And I used to think she was crazy. So she says to me, I want you to give Howard one of your watches. I was like, I ain't giving Howard one of my fucking watches. I didn't say that. You know, I would die. But I said, I'm not giving him one. I said, why? She said, because you got two. Your grandmother, parents gave you one, and I gave you one. Mm. So pick the one you want to give to him. And I gave it to him. And I was mad, 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 mad. But look what he gave me in the future. Okay, that was to the crickets out here. That's crazy. <laughs> no, we just need that one guy in our life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I met my mentor. It's that one guy mm-hmm. in our life that can, can give us hope for a better life. Yeah, you just keep on going. Absolutely. You just keep but on what going. they taught you when they leave you is keeping what they taught you, but you're taking it to the next level. Mm-hmm. And that's for everybody. Yeah. You know, it's a it's a um, it's a it's a buildup of good information. You know, but you know what's crazy? Um, before you even disappear, um, looking outside in, especially with a living color, it looked like a big family. You know, how we used yeah. to watch your mic, we laugh, and everybody looks like they're having we fun. We were, man. But years later, you hear we all the, like, you know, different personalities. For, what was it for TV time arguments, uh-huh. jokes? Uh, the writers, yeah, beef with writers. Y'all were trying to write your own shit. It's like so many like complicated. I never things. heard that. Yeah, and when was the last time you saw J Lo? Last time I saw J Lo. Um, Probably about eleven years ago, on the on the on, a, on subway pl- platform in one of her videos, mm. and for the for like for like the fourth for like the fourth time she egged me and shit. What? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, and and her manager was like, "Go down there and see her. Go down there and see her." I was like, oh, "Nah, I'm gonna kind of stay away from her." You know, some people just want to keep know? moving it, and know? she she just turned around, way and turned back around. That's the last time I saw her. Wow. Some people yeah. are elitist. Yeah, know? but so, you know, yeah. I, I I I admire her success, and she's a badass actress, and she's done very very well with herself. But I think her people skills are very like here. Really? Because well, because me and her, I thought we were good friends on Living Color, so to not speak to me at all. I want to hear about your success. I want to say, hey, how you doing? Mm-hmm. How did this happen? How did that happen? So she just, uh. It's up to her to do you know what I mean? she wants. Mm-hmm. Who was the crazy one? Jamie Foxx? I don't know if there was a crazy <laughs> one. <laughs> I think the crazy one was Jim. Oh, really? Yeah. Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Wow. That's my man. He's he'll awesome. show you He's he'll awesome. show you how far you can go with something. Mm-hmm. Nobody used to do like to do sketches with him because he stayed there for hours. For hours. But I would give you an example of how he works. You want to move this table? Can you get a camera angle? We could do whatever you want. Uh-huh. I'm going to try to do it here. All right, move your feet. All right, so, so this is me, and I'm talking to him, right? And he's supposed to fall on the ground for a second and get up, and I'm supposed to hit him with sutures, you know, right? So I'd say the line, right? And so he falls, right? Bang, right? Right, and he's on the ground. Right. So for five, for three, for four minutes, he's doing this. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? Gets up. I'm talking about for four minutes, and does it again, 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 and the director's like, stop, stop. And he keeps doing it and keeps doing it. And everybody's dying. <laughs> That's commitment. That's why he is where he's at. And I learned that from him. What was the what was the the heat about though? Wayne's brothers, like they all had like, I mean, it, it looked so perfect. Like it was the one of the best shows. I, I thought it would never come out off of TV. Like it's like the girls' bathroom at a nightclub. Mm. All of them want to be seen. Wow. You know, all of them want they all, all of them want theirs. And you gotta understand, it was a big cast. Like that was a lot of funny people in the same place. And we all wanted some light. Because look at that. You know, a new house is at stake, a new car. 
being the man. You know, so it was tough because it was only a, a couple of spots and you had to be funny. I mean, you had the outrageous characters. Was this jealousy off of your, you know, they, they let you, you had a lot of TV time, you know? Nah, because I think my talent showed. Okay. You know, no matter what I did, I got through. Like there was a character that I was stuck in the kitchen. I only had a window that big. Mm. And I was like, what am I gonna do to be funny in this sketch? And then that's where that was born. Pick it up! Who said Masala Bay State? Pick it up! Who won hot dogs? Who said steak? Who said cake? Pick it up! And that's how it happened. I picked you up. Or the one with me and David Allen Greer. How's he doing? You know, he's doing good. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing exactly what he wants to do. So on Broadway, getting it done. That's all that matters. So my stuff stuck out mm-hmm. because he'd ask me for a business card and I'd go, oh, here's my business card. He said, how are your business card? <laughs> Bam! You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Everything was put in the right perspective. I'm just happy everything's going great for you, brother. I, you know, I can't be happy enough. I wouldn't have missed this for the world. I'm just very grateful for you to pass by. So now I'm going to go give me some chicken because I'm hungry. And I'm Where at? Where do you eat chicken I think, at? I don't know, but I think I got the munchies because. You got the back. No, because you that weed. You inhaled yeah, that weed. My, my, my wife will be all right with that storm. It's crazy here. Yeah. My mouth all dry this bitch. I'm about to here. Milan, you want to call mommy and see if she's still alive? Mom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I worry about when my people not with me. That's how it is. How you guys doing? We're doing awesome. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> hey, man. Um, you She's trying us. to bring up the room. Do you want to talk about what you got going on right now? Uh, the Proud Family is number one. The what? The in Proud the world, family? the Proud Family, my cartoon. I had no idea wow. you were. A, you yeah, I'm the, I'm the voice of Oscar Proud. Really? Mm. And Cedric was Hold here. On. Cedric said he was part of it. You know that? Yeah. P.D.A., where you at? Sugar mama! <laughs> okay. You listen to that shit? Yeah. You listen to that for real? Holy, Holy shit. shit. <laughs> what? Yeah, that, that's there. <laughs> you know. You know this, Milan? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, it's, it's the number one show in the world. Yeah. Why? Can you get him out the house? Congratulations. I don't get out the house much. You got to turn him on to that one. You know, I've been doing music, smooth jazz. It's been going good. Eddie has good music mm-hmm. out too. Who now? Eddie Murphy. Okay. I heard it in Dubai. Okay, well I gotta so hear that. Radio. I gotta hear that to believe that. <laughs> Sound good. Well, they told me it was yeah. Eddie Murphy. Yeah. yeah. When you heard party all the time, what was going on in your head? Did y'all like, both what? turn up? I was like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> well, because you I heard grew party up, all the time, you know, Mike. I grew up huh? You danced a party yeah. all the time. Party all the time. I th- it was successful. Duh. Yeah, but it wasn't, you know. It wasn't my preference per se. You know what I mean? Party all the time, party all the time. My girl was still party all the time, party all the time, party all the time. You know, I was I was off. That was a hit though. You know, hey man, that was a hit. But so was uh uh, what was that uh uh, so was Rocket Man. (laughs) No no uh uh, Rocket Love. Uh, Um, you remember Stevie Wonder? To be riding on your rocket yeah, gave it. me a stop because I had a mile of heaven. You dropped me back down in this cold world. Yeah, you know, I grew up with music. That's that's I, I, I that's real music. Yeah, I agree. Mm. I wanted to be a singer, so those were my fans. I mean, I was a fan of music. Jackson Fire from the very start. I was going to bring up is Michael Jackson the easiest to do? Is Michael Jackson like the easiest out of all the impersonations? Yeah, countless people for me. Do. Yeah, for me. Yeah, and that's where I got some good success out of In Living Color, too, mm. was doing the black and white video. He never hit you up for that shit? Like, yeah, I met him. Oh, wow. Yeah. What are you, what are you if he, you met Michael? Yeah. If you see Michael, he's bigger than you think. Mm. You might have to deal with his ass. You know I'm 5'10", right? Yeah, Michael's about here. Right. You know, right here and a little bit wider. Well, I heard him. He cursed. Yeah, if you, if you caught in the elevator, if you caught in the elevator with him and he decide, <laughs> they going to go at you, you know? It ain't gonna be no little. How you gonna whip your ass? He, he's you got so, five brothers. <laughs> I mean, he's like six brothers, man. He's so, he's so weird because he had regular clothes when I was in Saudi, mm-hmm. like I was in Bahrain with him. And then he left and then he came back as Michael Jackson. He had the glitter, he had all the, like, he's like a, like hey a superhero. Hey, that's man. crazy. Hey, man. Huh? Look that's he, for dinner. Yeah. But look what he did to this world. 
Mm. And what he we'll left, he had a one, him. yeah, had a one way ticket. And look what he left us, you know, man in the mirror. Mm. You know, he said, if there's problems in this world, it's up to you. I cry when I, when Who's, I saw who, that video. who does that? Mm-hmm. Who's telling that kind of truth? You know, you didn't cry I've been to one of his concerts before. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yeah, just a beautiful, just a beautiful you cried artist. Like, beautiful I cried person. like at some of the songs. Were you touched? Well, I was very touched. Um, I might have cried, but I was just thinking He's, about you cried, right? Yeah, the possibility. But mm-hmm. I was just thinking about after you know knowing him, getting to know him. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't like him before I knew him because mm-hmm. he dissed me for person. some reason. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. when I first met him. And so Rodney Jurgen was producing his music. So wow. Rodney just started hanging with him, taking care of him. Mm-hmm. And um, he told me to come over. And I came up first. I ain't coming over there. He dissed me. Mm-hmm. He said, well, Mike told me to ask you to come over. I mm-hmm. said, really? And I went there right away. Mm-hmm. So um, I used, it was just amazing getting to know him. Mm-hmm. So really, you know, I didn't a normal get to know guy, like great businessman. Mm-hmm. I didn't wow. get to know him like that. But he invited me to his house to perform. Mm-hmm. And I didn't believe it. Oh, wow. His assistant called me and said, Michael wants to Michael wants you to come over to his house and perform. And I was like, You lying. When I saw him, I was you know? so in all of them. Mm-hmm. I was just cool. And he asked me, mm-hmm. he said, How you doing? I said, I just been taking it easy. He said, Yeah, mm-hmm. taking it easy, getting rested. Make sure you get mm-hmm. rest. Mm-hmm. I had no idea he couldn't sleep. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Real person, you know? Yeah, no doubt about it. Real smart, person. very smart, mm-hmm. intelligent, articulate. But he cheap though. Excuse me? He cheap. Tell me about that. Huh? Tell me about Chief. I went over there to his house. I was there all day. Me and my daughter took a limo <laughs> all the way there. I ain't get paid. I'm cool. Right? The whole day. I'm talking about the whole day. The whole day. Went to, went to Santa Barbara. You wow. know, did a performance. <laughs> I was the MC and everything. Wow. You know? So when I got home, I called the person who asked me to do the show. Yeah. And I said, um, so here's the limo bill. And she said, um, Michael doesn't do that. I was like, where? She said, Michael doesn't pay for things. I said, well, shit, he bought that nose or something. <laughs> shit. What are you laughing at? <laughs> he bought something. So you know, I'll, I'll say that about him, you know, because that's how it really went down. But, but that dude is rich in character. Mm-hmm. Every movie that I did... He was at the theater watching it. Oh, wow. You didn't know it was him because he came in the yeah, back. And I always used to see my movies on Friday because that was the premiere. So I got to see it with the first audience and I could see what I did in the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, because acting is different than comedy. You get your laughs right away. You know, so you got to see where your laughs are. So I went to Booty Call on a Friday, looked back, and he was way in the back. Watching my movie, and then another one was uh, uh, Bamboozled. Mm, Did you see Bamboozled? Too. That was another one he came to, but he would look like a sheik. Oh yeah, the Arab gear. Yeah, he wore the, the Arab gear. So me and kid from Kid and Play, we came into the movie, and we we there was some some uh, um, chairs roped off. So we said those are our chairs, and they were like, Nah, that's Michael Jackson. We're like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so we go to watch that's the movie, crazy. and we look back, and sure enough, he's in the theater. And then I got a long email. You ever talk from, to him? him? You ever talk to him? Huh? Uh-uh. I got a long email from him after he died. My agent gave me an email that he sent my agent. I was like, why are you waiting to show me this? Oh, wow. And it was a long email about how much he admired what I was doing and the impressions and everything. But, um, so he was balanced. Yeah, you know? he was. Mm-hmm. But like when I met him, he because it's all being in the room, he's chilling just like this. No mm-hmm. one's saying anything mm-hmm. to anybody. He's chilling out. Mm-hmm. Another person walking this earth. What's the Tupac story? No, no, no. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't really hang out with Tupac, but he came to do our show. Mm-hmm. How was that? Like, all I know is that he didn't seem that gangster as he comes off. You know, was it during Digital Underground or he was the uh, gangster he was Tupac. Tupac, Tupac? Oh, he was Tupac. Tupac. Yeah, he was Tupac. Tupac. Oh, but wow. He was just so sweet. Mm. You know, when I met him, he was just like, "Hey, Mr. Davidson. You know, I really respect what you're doing." And blah blah. I didn't. He didn't come over here. Yeah, yo, what's up, cuz? Well, you know, you, know, you didn't get him mad wasn't at there. you. That's why. <laughs> I think he's a little bit smaller than me. Huh? He's a little bit smaller. Oh, but and and rage is bigger than everybody in there. (laughs) Yeah, but I got technique. He's gonna shoot you, man. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) The bike is crazy. I'm telling you, you know he's gonna shoot you. He ain't gonna fight you. (laughs) What the fuck fuck they got to do with technique? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Over 
30 years, is there a form of depression for trying to get like the best jokes? Like you always got to be funny. Is there, is there some form of depression? They say a lot of comedians are sad. Yeah, nah. <laughs> you know, you know, it's my oxygen. You know, because of comedy, I get to be happy more than the average person. You know, and I think it was a plan. You know, I was left alone in the trash. Mm. So God gave me a gift that makes people happy as soon as they see you, you know? So I can hardly get down. Like if I had something going on at home or something didn't work out for me and I'm on a plane all night, you know, and I'm getting off the plane and I'm thinking about it, you know, I'm like, oh man, that situation, it, it never fails. Two people will walk up to me like, man, will you meet my grandmother, man? Meet my grandmother, man. Wow. My grandmother loves you. So I can't get but so down. You know, it, it's kept me up. And I don't know anybody in here who laughs and watches people laugh their ass off every weekend. Wow. And I laugh at the speed of the I laugh at the speed of the audience now. Mm. So I'm laughing before it can come out. And it's almost like they know almost what I'm gonna say. That's how I feel on stage. They tell me what they want to hear pretty much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just brings out it. I'm not like the baggage person at the airport. The first thing they hear in the morning is, fuck my baggage! (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Some people (laughs) need that too. Yeah, you have your coffee. (laughs) You're having your coffee and you're like, oh, good morning. (laughs) How how are you doing, man? (laughs) You know? Is is, Is there someone that saved your life? Like, you know, everybody has somebody that... Mm-hmm. The catalyst that you could have went like a uh, series of people. Is that person so, still alive? That saved that that they saved. No, nah, he passed away. But oh, there's wow. a there's a series of them. Like my 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 um supervisor at Naval Medical Hospital I used to work at. Mm. You know, I worked in the kitchen. You know, cutting. You know how they they uh when you go to the hospital you got a little Jello and you got a piece of cake and all that. We used to do that in the hospital. Cut like boxes and boxes of cake and all this. But I was hanging in the streets, you know, with my boys. Mm. It was six of us. We all met when we were nine. And um, there's two of us left. And they killed each other, you know. Damn. This is D.C., you know. Man. So I was out in the streets at the time while I had this job. And then one summer, I got to work through the summer at this hospital. I used to go there after school. I had to be up at 4.30 in the morning. So he would cuss me out. All the way from the time he picked me up, cussed me out all day, mm. and cussed me out on the way home and when he dropped me off. You know, you're a no good ass motherfucker. You're gonna have five kids by the time you, you know, 17. You ain't about shit. But it was enough that I showed up the next day to go to that job. Mm. You know, and I didn't realize until I was on In Living Color that actually he pulled me through that period. You know, so I went to see him at the job. I was like, Joe, you know, and I couldn't even really say thank you. I said, Don't say nothing to me. Don't say nothing to me. Mm. Hold on. And he went in his drawer. And you remember those paper cameras? Yeah. 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 He took it out. A little Kodak thing. Yeah. Green, that you take to the, to the pharmacy yellow, or whatever. You got to wait a couple of days <laughs> to see your damn pictures, you know. And he took a picture of me and he put it in a drawer and he said, that shit ain't for me. It's for my son. Cause he loved your show, yeah. You know, and that was the most of him saying, "Hey, I thought you was gonna be somebody." And I called him, you know, to tell him thank you for that. And when I called him that day, his girlfriend answered the phone, and she said, um, "Stop playing, Tommy." And I was like, "Is Joe there?" She was like, "Stop playing." Wow. And she said, um, "Joe died last night," and the same thing happened with my one of my best friends who wasn't a part of the six friends. He was just somebody that I met at the hospital where I was working, but he was different than my friends. For me, friends was like, you know, if, if, if you hit one of us, we'll beat your ass, mm. you know, or that's the kind of friend. But he was like, you know, um, you should buy your used car because you can afford it, you know? He should bring me over a, a sack of, uh, of uh, light bulbs for my little apartment. Like he was that kind of friend. And um, when I told him I was gonna go to Hollywood and, and, and do movies, he didn't even look at me. 
he was in his car and he was dropping me off. And I said, yeah, I'm thinking about moving to Hollywood and getting the movies and TV. He was from Philly. And he told me, he didn't even look at me. He said, if I was you, I'd have been gone. I'd have been gone. You know, on Christmas Eve, he died in a car accident. Damn. But I didn't know, right? So I called him at the job because I knew he was working. Mm. And Joe answered, the same one that, right? Mm -hmm. He said, hey, Tommy, how you doing, Tommy? I said, what's up? I said, where's Jeff at? He said, stop playing. No. Stop getting around, Tommy. I said, what you mean? He said, Joe got, uh, uh, he said, uh, uh, Jeff got killed last night. And that's how I found that out too, you know? And I cried, 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 cried. Cried, cried, cried. You know, that was just, you know, so so I say that, you know, my life is 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 a is a is a collection of people, people's love strung together to get me to this moment. I had a I had a ceramics teacher by the name of Miss Sandberg, right? And I was really good at ceramics. Like I could make pottery, I could I could use a kiln, I was great. And I would have all my displays up in high school. But I ain't never want to tell nobody. Because they say, oh, you a bitch, you know, whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. So I ain't even, even when I told my boys, that's mine. They said, get the fuck out of here. That shit ain't yours. But her and my counselor were trying to get me into Parsons or trying to get me into SMU because they had the number one ceramics program in the, in the country. And so my mother, she said, ah, I don't want you to be an artist because they don't make no money like your uncle or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I stopped doing that. But I was at, funny how life goes. I was at a club years and years later after In Living Color, after movies, stardom and everything. And I got a little note, Miss Sandberg is in the back. So I went back there and she was with her kids who were grown, you know? And she said, and I, she said, do you remember me? I said, of course I remember you. You tried to get me into college, you know? She said, you saved my life. Mm. I said, what do you mean? She said, I had brain surgery and I had brain tumors. And when they removed them, I went into a coma. And I was in a coma for like, you know, six months. They didn't know what was going to happen. And she said, I heard your voice. And I opened my eyes and you were on the TV in my hospital room. Oh, shit. And I told her, no, I didn't save your life. You know, it just came back around. What you gave me just came back around. And I've been able to experience stuff like that. No. You know, I go to I went to Afghanistan and to do comedy, you know. And um, first of all, the freaking bomb goes off while I'm on stage. Yeah, but that's a long no. story. But they come to me and they ask me, uh, the brass came to my door, and I was like, shit, maybe they evacuating us. And they say, said, three of the Marines got shot last night outside the gate. One of them died, one of them got paralyzed, and one of them lost their foot, right? And um, I said, well, what's that got to do with me? You know, they said, would you go and say hi to this young man? So I said, sure. So as I'm going down there, all the brass and all the people were peeling off. And it ended up just being me and the bed. You know, in the hospital, they got the curtain around it. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying, what am I going to say to this little dude? So I just said my prayers, took a deep breath, and I opened the curtain and I looked in to him. And he had all these tubes, and he was there with his eyes closed, and he opened his eye and he saw me and he shot up. And he said, oh my God, what are you doing here? And I said, I was about to ask you the same thing. Wow. That's the stuff I get. You know, I went, to, went to, to the same hospital that I worked at because they moved the veterans to that hospital. Right, because I, I not only saw the soldiers that were out in the in the field, I also went to see the kids that were losing their legs that nobody got to see. Right, so this particular time, you know, I went up there and I met a young brother from Mississippi. He was about nineteen, and he had lost both his legs, but but they still he had lost uh, the use of his legs because of a mine. He had lost one of his legs completely. But they were reattaching it to What's him. that place in D.C. where the wounded soldiers go? Um, um, National Naval Medical Center. Yeah. Yeah. So it's there, right? So they're attaching his foot with a rod, right? So it's, you know, and, and some tendons from his back. 
So I promised them I'm going to be back and see you next time. When I came, they wouldn't let me upstairs. So I went back to the hospital I used to work in when I was 15. Mm-hmm. And two women were still working there. And man, they saw me, they started crying and telling them my story and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I went back to see if I was going to be able to go upstairs. And they told me, nah, like we said, you can't go upstairs. Dude came out of the PX right there where the door was. And he said, he said, he said, Mr. Davidson, you came to see me. And I said, I told you I would come to see you. And I see you still kept your legs. And he told me, yeah, and I got some brand new Jordans too. You see? So this has all been, this has all been a journey. You know, because I know that today is the last day I have until tomorrow. Mm. You know, wow. today is the last day I have until tomorrow. And, you know, you already know. Exactly. Do we I have to? We can't anticipate yeah. our next breath, man. Yeah, I can't even, you know, I ain't got to even say nothing else because you know, you know. By the grace of God, brother. Mm-hmm. By the grace mm-hmm. of God. Mm-hmm. Hotboxing.store. Mm-hmm. And listen, we're going to do some goodies here. All right, you might as well say this belonged to my wife. Yes. Tyson 2.0. Tyson 2.0 okay. gummies. Okay, you won't see me take these? Yeah. I know some friends won't want them. Oh, they're going to love them. I can't keep them on okay. the show. Okay, okay, okay. Kids! No. No would, gummies. They will never take Yeah, these are these ain't the ones from Halloween. Yeah, nice shirt, hot boxing. Look at this right, guy. Thank you. Hot boxing. Okay, cool. Me and my three kids gonna get in that. All right. Oh no, wait for this one when you okay. can work out in. <laughs> That's new. This is new. On oh the yeah, hey, I didn't get that one. You're not going to. <laughs> you know, how, you know, how I know this is new. It smells. It smells like Chinese. <laughs> don't hey, don't spill the stuff in the Thank you, man. No, Appreciate you, boy. Pleasure, man. Thanks for having me, I'm man. I'm so happy you're on the show with us. Thank you, man. And I used to box. Yeah, what gym? Mm-hmm. What gym? I boxed out of a, a gym uh, in Silver Spring, Maryland, called SSI, out of Washington D.C. Really? And so I saw some great, great, great fighters. You know, Ocrest was was Ray Leonard's gym. Mm-hmm. There's Latin Connection. There's Number Ten, Number Eleven. You know, and I competed, and it was it was it was it was good for me. Huh? It was good for me. It was good for me. As a matter of fact, one more story. All right. I was in the Potomac Valley Finals, right? And I moved up to 119 from Bantam, which was 112. So now, this year, I was fighting like... Bantam's 119. Super, but... Super Bantam yeah. is 112, right? No. What is it? Super Bantam's 122. No, Junior Featherweight, mm-hmm. like Super Bantamweight is 122. Right. Okay. So I moved... No, 119, right? 119 the amateur. Right. Okay. So I move up. From super bad and whatever that was, and I move up to 119, but I'm only I'm only 16. So I'm fighting grown men. Yeah. Okay? And getting it. So in the Potomac Valley Finals, I fought a guy named Vincent Petaway, who I fought, oh, fought yeah. all the way up, you know, since we was kids, right? So my boxing coach disappeared on me. Like one day he just wasn't there. That's the excuse you're gonna use. You know, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Well, okay, it might look like. That. But, 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 but. Hold on, hold on. So now they hurt me, and I, and I ain't work out as as much as I, my gas wasn't ready, right? So in the third round, with like 20 seconds left, I ain't get knocked out, but he just outscored me. Wow. I saw right. So I saw him. Hold on, Hollywood story. So I'm at a party, an Oscar party. Right, years later. And he's standing right next to me. I don't know it's him, you know. And he says, Tommy, what's up, man? Love your career and all the things you've done, you know. Um, it's Vincent Petaway. And I was like, Yeah, yeah, okay, nice to meet you, right? He's like, Tom, it's Vincent Petaway. I said, Okay, okay. He said, Tom. Oh, shit. And it hit me, all of a sudden hit me. And I didn't know that he went on to be a champion. He went on to do his thing, but the beautiful thing about it was. We both came from the same city, and we were both uh, uh, champions in our own field. Mm. You know what I mean? So that that's my story. I want to tell you something funny. Mm-hmm. You know the boxer Riddick Bo, and we champ Riddick Bo? Mm-hmm. Me and him went to school together. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit, Riddick Bo. Two heavyweight champions from the same school. Who won the real fight? I never fought him. Okay. 
But we went to school together. Well, back then I would have beat him back then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, back then the school fights, back the street yeah, fights. Mm -hmm. I was like 11, yeah, I would have beat him. <laughs> well, thanks for the gifts, man. I hope your friend enjoyed right. the, uh, the gummies. Mm -hmm. Let me get back up on this pillow so I look like a, not a puppet. I feel like, like freaking Kermit the Frog in this thing. If you think you feel that yeah, way, like, imagine how Habula yeah. feels. Yeah, I'm down here like, you know. <laughs> Hi, Mike. Tommy, tens of millions of people right there. Mm -hmm. They want to see you. Mm -hmm. Let them know how they can get in touch with you. Uh, it's easy. The real Tommy Cat on IG will lead you to everything else. Really? Yeah. Say it to him again. Make sure they don't fuck it up. Uh, I, I might not be able to say it because something about the oxygen in here is crazy. I feel that way too. Um, 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 the real Tommy Cat on IG. And that's how you get in touch with him. So this. <laughs> Uh, I am. Official yeah, but I don't really know what I'm doing. Great job. You got some. Yeah. What's my? Uh, where's where? Where at? It's official Tommy Davidson. Right. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I'm just getting into that world. You know what I mean? Because you know I'm a live performer, but it's something that ain't going nowhere, mm. and it's something that's valuable. You know what I mean? I'm sure that when when um the people that were riding horses saw the first car. They were like, ah, that shit can't even go up a hill. You know, and now they name uh, cars after horsepower. So. Thank you. Horses do a Sorry. lot of shit in the, you know, this you have to get rid of that stuff. <laughs> okay, okay. So, end of another episode of Hot Boxing. Do it again, hold on, one more time. Because I want to pose. This is another end of an episode of Hot Boxing. I'm Mike Tyson. I'm who Hey, that's beautiful, brother. And listen, thank you very much, Tony Tommy Davidson. Thank you for having me, bro. I love you. My man. And we're out.